What up, good dudes? Welcome back to the show. Hey, listen, you spend five years in prison. How the hell do you create a six-figure business? Well, I'll let you know with my next guest right after this. Stay tuned. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. The good don't grow. We help you understand the benefits. With CBD and cannabis, yeah. The good don't grow. We remove the fear of the unknown. Not giving you all the facts. The good don't grow. We bring the unbiased content from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show. The good don't grow. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Deeds Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. I would like to thank my next guest, which is Zachary Babcock. But I, before we get started there, I wanted everybody to understand, we're going through a little transition with our podcast. Like our, our name says, Good Deeds Grow, our podcast has been growing, not only in audiences, thanks to you, but it's also been growing in the nature of it. Basically, we started out by using plant-based medicine to find the better way to treat addiction and mental health. And during that journey, I've grown also into whole new avenues. In other words, we've noticed that not only plant-based medicine and psychedelics can help, but also fitness and mental toughness. And so I'm going to bring on more guests that are actually going to show that they started, how do, can I say, they started down in the dumps. They started down in the dumps. They thought their life wasn't going to be where it is. And they actually built stuff from places they never thought they could go. And the reason why I wanted to go that route is because in addiction, a lot of people see addicts as the undesirables, the not real people, people who will never turn out to be something. When in fact, they're stuck in this big event world when it just goes around in circles and circles and circles and they can't seem to get out of their own way. And with plant-based medicine, psychedelics, fitness, health, training your mind, body, and soul, it gives them a way out of that circle. So I'm bringing on more doctors, more people, more mental health people, more empowering people to show that even if you're having a bad life cycle, there's a way out. There's different ways out, whether it's fitness, plant-based medicine, anything else, there's a way out of that circle and you can create something that you never thought you were and be amazing. Like my next guest, Zachary Bab Babcock, the man, the legend, the Mr. Underground, underdog, empowerment himself. Zach, thank you for coming on my show. Gary, what's up, dude, man? Hey, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bro. That was a dope intro. Intro. <laughs> that was all off the cuff. No script because I can't see anything because I ain't wearing my glasses, so I can't. Everything's blurred anyways. But yeah, <laughs> listen. Tell everybody, I wanted to have you on the show. I wanted to have you on the show for a while. We've, we've been friends a short time. We'll say a long time, but a short time. We've been friends since January. You've helped me out with my podcast. You're actually an inspiration to me and what I want to do with other people. But tell a little bit, people, about your background story. Because a lot of people read your website. It's a quick little dirt, little blip about your background. But your background is pretty more in-depth than what that blurb says. So tell everybody in my audience a little bit about your background, if you don't mind. Yeah, man. Absolutely, dude. Uh, I grew up 
uh, in in Ferguson, Missouri. Um, I my my dad died when I was seven, uh, and I didn't have a father figure after that. My mom never remarried, um, and I really wanted to fit in with people a lot, like you know we all do uh, growing up, and we all do in life. Period. But uh, I, I I guess you'd say uh, I might have been wanting to fit in a little bit more than like your average person. So I did a lot of stupid stuff to try and fit in and be accepted. And I didn't have any chief aim in life and just made a lot of poor decisions uh, growing up. School was not for me. Uh, just wasn't, I'm not made for school. All right. I don't, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm never going to be a doctor, lawyer, or attorney or none of that. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm creative. And so sitting in a class and telling me to do algebra equations is just not for me. Um, I was in and out of juvenile detention centers, boys' homes, group homes for a large chunk of my childhood. Um, and I caught some cases when I was uh, 19 years old and when, or when I was 17 years old and 19. And I ended up going away when I was 19 to prison for over five years of my life. Uh, the first time I did four years flat on a seven year sentence, I got out for about two years and then I went back. Uh, for DWI violation, for parole violation, just 20 days from my twin sons were born. And uh, that was it for me. That's when I was like, dude, I'm done. It was the proverbial straw that that broke the camel's back, man. And uh, right there in that moment when I woke up in that jail cell and realized I was not going to be there for my kids, that's the moment that I decided to take full ownership of my life. And I've just been moving in a completely different direction ever since. That's That's amazing. And that's the biggest thing. And a lot of people notice that in addiction, they ended up having the same turmoils, whether it's bad parenting or they were abused and they kind of use medication or something to get out of it, but they can't find their way out of it. They just come, like you said, you got out of jail, went back to the same thing, went back in. But you said that second time when your, your two twin sons were born, you said that was it. What did you decide to do and how did you format your mind to saying, let's do this. this I've had enough. I need to change things. Yeah, man. Um, I, I go back there often and stuff because um, it's really no different. It's just that decision, right? It's just a decision. Like I've, for me, I've always been the type that's not scared to risk it. Like, obviously, speaking of my track record shows for that. <laughs> but uh, And that's gotten me into a lot of trouble in life. But it's also gotten me to a lot of great places in life. And you know, as I grow grow older, you know, I'm more wise with 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 that when I when I do make calculated risk. But um, man, that decision, it was just like, it, here's what happened, man. I, I woke up and I realized that I wasn't going to be there. And to me, that was the most painful thing that could ever happen to me, man. I, I really wanted to be a dad. I really wanted to be in my kid's life. I didn't have a dad growing up and I wanted to break that cycle and break that pattern. And um, not being there was so painful that that pain was enough to get me to look at life differently from a different lens and to, you know, start doing things differently than what I was before. And so what did you turn to? So did you just, I know you build podcasts, help build podcasts. You have a podcast. Did you, how did you come along saying, you know what, I'm just going to talk in front of a camera and see where it goes. How did, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how did, it, how did it come about? It's not like everybody comes out of prison and go, I'm talking on a camera on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, it's a great question. Yeah. All right. So uh, what happened, man, is while I'm sitting there and I ended up doing eight months when I went back that second time. And by the way, that eight months felt a hundred times longer than that first four years that I did just because I was away from my kids. I didn't even know what they looked like for the first couple months. I was trying to imagine what my own kids looked like. It's crazy. But um, 
during that time though, I had a lot of time to think and, and my, my game plan was, uh, you know, at the time I was like, this is 2014, uh, Michael Brown uh, got shot and killed in Ferguson. That's where I'm, where I'm from. And all that shit kicked off. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit, you know, and I go and I call my mom and see if she's okay, you know, and, and she's like, yeah, I'm fine with blah, And it's not as bad as the news is putting out to be, but you know, it's still an unfortunate event and all this stuff. And so like, my idea was like, I'm, I got all this experience, right. Uh, with, with door to door sales and uh, retail and, you know, just talking with people. So that's what I like doing. And helping people out. And so I was like, man, I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to make these wristbands and these shirts that say I heart Ferguson on them. And I'm going to go door to door and sell them. Hell of a business model, by the way. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was the game plan, man. But what what actually happened, you know, because we all got a plan until life punches us in the mouth. Right. Um, that was the plan until I got out and then I couldn't find the capital to get that started. Um and I was looking for a job and I just couldn't get a job anywhere. And then so I started off in network marketing. Uh, I didn't even know what the hell that was at the time. So you couldn't scare me off the word pyramid scheme. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I got into that and I did that for about two years. And that taught me so much. Like uh, there's so much that I learned from it. But after two years, you know, I was making almost $2,000 a month within my first six months in there. And so I was making more money than most of my friends that I went to school with, you know, after doing prison. And it wasn't like a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? But it was a game changer for me coming out of prison, being able to provide for my family. But when it's all said and done, it just wasn't for me. At the end of the day, I'm grateful for what I got from it and who it, what it helped me become in the process. But, uh, you know, I ended up leaving in the beginning of 2017 to go do my own thing. And that's what I'm doing now. But after I left that, I had a lot of struggle before I actually finally broke through with it. So that, that is a key point. You, you, you did something, it wasn't for you. You decided to change, but you were happy with what you got out of it. And it made you do other things. And that's a big thing I like talking about is like, there's no wrong in failing or changing it. You actually learn from those and you grow from that. And you can actually take those failures and take those things that you tried that didn't work and create something even better in the long run. Instead of actually going back and going, you know what? You could just went back and says, you know what? I suck. I'm, nothing's ever going to happen. I'm going to try doing some of the crap I did before. And that's where that addiction cycle happens in most addicts is that they go back and say, I'll never be good enough because they're always told you're an addict. You never be good. You never be do this. And that's why we good dudes grow in our recovery center. We're trying to change that. And that's what this podcast is about is bringing people like you on and doing that. And so you changed, you grew and you built this in a six figure podcast empire, basically with a lot of people following you. And you're, like I said, you're an inspiration to me. You're now an inspiration when you were looking for inspiration back there. How did you just decide I'm going to be my own inspiration until now to this point? Yeah. I love that question, man. And it kind of actually goes back to the, one of the first questions you asked me about, like, how did I make that decision whenever, when I was in jail? Cause that's where it happened. And, um, I didn't really go into to more detail, but really that's where it all changed. Like, like you said, you know, so many people like they, they run into the failure or something and they're like, oh, this is just me. And they go back or whatever, whatever you believe about yourself, your own self image, you know, that talk, that voice that you do in your head and stuff that we all have, that's your, that's who you are, you know? But the cool thing is you got the power to, to say what you want, you know? So if you think, 
that you're a failure, if you think that you're a, you're a drug addict, if you think that you're just going to fail miserably or always go back to that, then that's what you're going to get. It starts with the belief. It really does. I know it sounds cheesy, but that's literally 90% of the game is your self-image, your identity. And and for me, when you know, when I woke up in the jail cell and stuff, I said, I literally said, this isn't me. I'm not a bad dad. I'm not a bad person. You know, like I'm a good dad. I love my kids. You know, I'm a great father. I'm a, I'm an awesome human being. And I believe that. And that's what my self-talk is. And I just latched onto that and I just been building it up. And man, we can go into, go into some crazy stories, but like some people might think like, I don't know. I, I bet you other people do it too. But like, I literally have conversations with myself all day long. Like when I'm like, I see my reflection in the mirror. I'm like, like, I, like I, like I have this, like, don't be a fucking bitch. Like you got to go out and you got to do the fuck, like, you know, little stuff, you know, like I, 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 I do that. And I, I do like negative self-talk to get me to spur to do action. But I, but I end it with uh, affirmation that I, that, that I can do this, that I have the power, that it's all in my hands. It's all up to me. And uh, that just gives me a source of power, man, to draw on. That's freaking amazing. And, and that's going to lead us into the next thing. Cause that is the most incredible thing about a fitness because we, you know, as well as I do, you go on long hikes, you go on these tough workouts. Hell, you brought me on a hike. I thought I was going to effing die for crying out <laughs> loud. You know, so it was killed me. And, and it's, it's that, it's that your self-talk going, I'm just going to do it. It's your self-talking to yourself. And this is where it comes in that I want people to understand that self-talk is not just staring in the mirror or reading one of those posts on Facebook going, you are the best, be great, write this down 10 times. It's like, no, we literally professionals, and you've talked to thousands of, of millionaires and professionals, we literally self-talk. We talk our way through everything. Every situation you're on, you're talking ourselves back and forth. And I do the same thing when I tell people when I coach CrossFit, he goes, you will know I'm in a dark place when I have that no, same conversation with me. Quick example, I started running again. You know, I had knee surgery about, what, two months ago and everything else. So I started running again. I did a heavy leg workout. My knee was killing me. I go running and my conversation was, what happens if you hurt your knee? Now, being a firefighter and everything else, that's a big major, oh, let's just stop and relax. You know, you don't got to do this. You're 50, you know, just take it easy. My answer to me was, don't be a pussy. If it falls off, just pretend you're Forrest Gump and keep fucking running. <laughs> so I just kept running but the key here that I want to try to really understand is that self-talk realization is what people are finding now in studies with cannabis and psychedelics is that we're not creating a path using chemicals to change them so most of, most of the stuff that happens right now in psychology and you know because you had an interview with great interview with Dr. Engel is that psychologists psychiatrists are actually stuck right now where they can just create imbalances by creating your medication. So in other words, they're going to say, you're having depression, so you have an imbalance here. I'm going to give you this medication. But what happens with psychedelics is that we enter that self-talk zone. We relive those events and talk ourselves through them to where we're no longer creating those change, creating the changes through chemicals. We're creating a whole new event which comes up with a whole new different outlook in life. Is that what you found when you interviewed Dr. Engel? Am I, am I pretty much on a close close path here? Oh yeah, man. Absolutely, dude. And um, you know, this is crazy because uh, you know, back in before I went to prison and stuff, I did a bunch of psychedelics <laughs> to the party and shit, right? But uh now, you know, I've been I've been doing like microdosing uh with uh with mushrooms when I go on my hikes uh you know weekly. And um, you know, I also been using uh marijuana 
um, more like, you know, at the end of the day around 5, 6 p.m. is when I use it. Also, I get my uh, Delta 8s and my CBD from you. I use that all the time for different purposes. So like I know I'm starting to go off on a bunch of different tangents here. If, if, if I start, no, going, you're, you're, you're like you're like. You're like me. It's cool. I, I'll, I'll try and bring it all together. Go ahead. Tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like I, I do I do everything in, intentionally now, everything with a purpose, you know, and it's not to party. It's not to whatever, you know, it's 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 all to 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 really uh, like with the psychedelic specifically to heal traumas, dude, because like I got a lot of a lot of shit going on that a lot of stuff that I don't even know, dude. Like it's crazy because I was talking with my friend Paul the other day. Paul's a guy I've known since I was 14 years old. Um, and we also were in prison together the last time that I was in prison. And, um, you know, he's gotten out and turned his life around. I buy all my produce from him. He grows fresh produce like kale and all this peppers and all this cool stuff. Uh, and that's his business now. And um, well, anyways, he was over the house and this was like a month and a half ago or so. And he's like, he's like, uh, do you even still talk to your old Sully that got you jammed up before you left? I'm like, and it reminded me both times before I got out of prison, both times my Sully that I had at both different prisons had a shank and got it, had it in the cell. And then they found it in the cell. And then we both went to the hole under investigation. And whenever you get caught with a knife, you can get more time in prison. It's not just like a, it's not just like, Hey, go to the hole. Like, no, we'll add more to your sentence. And so um, the second time was really traumatic, I guess, from for me, because, you know, I was all I was focused on was getting back home to get back to my kids, you know. And now here I am sitting in the hole with my freedom in jeopardy now for something that I had nothing to do with. And so that was so traumatic to me that I had forgotten all about that. And I, I, don't, I still don't even remember who my celly was. I don't even remember who the fuck my celly was. I was living with this guy because it was just like so traumatic or whatever. And that's what happens, man. You like suppress it and. And there's this, I know there's so many other things that happened. Like I, I recently discovered about how one time where I got shot at before I went to prison the first time when I was on the heavy drugs, we, we were, we robbed the crack dealers. So we went to the Kenlock, which is right next to Ferguson, the real hood, the real ghetto. And we went over there and they put their hand in the car with the crack and we, my boy slaps it up in the air and I drive off and then we got shot at and they hit the car and shit. Like I forgot all about that until recently, until I started doing these micro doses and bringing it back up so I can heal it and then release it, you know what I'm saying? And not have that shit running programs in the background that are limiting me severely. So yeah, man, there's a whole lot that we can get into, man. But uh <laughs> yeah, just just so everybody knows, and this is a part as being a firefighter, the reason why I created the Good Dudes Grow show is basically not to tell people, hey, you can go out and do acid and you get LSD and get all fucked up and shit. But basically there's therapies out there that are actually tailor-made or, or medical cannabis tailor-made for, like you said, just situations. Like I use CBD for inflammation and recover from my workouts. You use the CBD and Delta-8 to recover and, and, and other stuff and other stuff and sleep and stuff. You use the marijuana to be more creative while you walk and the psychedelics open more bigger pathways because research has shown that's what it does. The cool thing about all these products, especially the psychedelics that are coming out, is that their percentage of they actually cure 
the, the, the issue, and this is, it keeps blowing my mind. I have trouble saying it because you're not really supposed to say this type of shit. And, and please understand, I'm not saying go to your local drug dealer, buy a bunch of shrooms and, you know, take them and you'll be cured from PTSD, <laughs> PTSD and shit. But studies show that PTSD has been actually cured. Most of the time, PTSD, you get the symptoms. And especially being a firefighter, this is why I'm creating these, these avenues, is that they you treat symptoms with chemicals. They found that if you treat PTSD with psychedelics, it's an 80% curable cause. You're going from treating something where you're going to consistently live being treated to being able to being completely cured. And that just blows my mind. And what a lot of people don't understand, and I had her, I had her the doctor on my show last week, is that all these psychedelics and stuff were actually used for this stuff way back in the, the early 50s and stuff. People were using them. And then we had a war on drugs and everybody decided, you know, it's bad. Don't stop it. And it just turned everything shitty and crappy. But explain to me exactly how you felt before you started CBD and using it for recovering. Because I know you started using that the same time you started working out hard. Tell people the difference on how you felt then compared to how you feel now and what's going on. Oh, yeah, man. So, um, you know, I was still working out hard before this, but like, I, I was like, man, this year I bought the little whoop band. I was like, man, I'm gonna get serious about it. like, you know, well, anyways, um, I started getting uh, uh CBD from you and the Delta eights. And I'll tell you what, man. So I, this little, I should get paid for talking about this. From <laughs> but uh, We're, we're, we're going to bleep the whoop part out. We're going to send him a video that says, give us some commissions and we'll put the whoop part back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that band though, man, it, it literally, it, it tracks how your strain output, you know, the strain, the strain that you put your body through, uh, it tracks your recovery and it retracts your, your sleep, your rest uh, that helps uh, factor in with your recovery. And um, whenever, like I got this, bad at like i'm really good at recovering my body now because of i've been able to monitor it and figure out what works and i got this crazy bedtime routine where i do all the bunch of this stuff like as far as like a, a massage gun rolling out stretching um uh putting on my blue 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 ray blockers glasses on at 7 p.m all this stuff right and sleeping with noise on but when i take the cbd and the delta eight Dude, and I can put my body through some serious strain. Like on Fridays, I go hard. Like I get up to like 18 to 20 strain. Like all day, I'm just working out all day long pretty much. And um, I've been seeing you try to rope me in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs> but, uh, but you usually, you know, like I've tested this. And when I don't take the CBD and, 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 the, and the Delta 8s, like my, my recovery is like shit. It's like in the 20% red line and stuff it's saying rest focus on rest or whatever but whenever i take it and take care of my body and do all the other stuff stretching and stuff man i'm able to stay in the green with like 70 plus and so uh it helps me with my with recovering my body you know staying dialed in i get the best sleep ever on it like whoop tracks your your rem sleep and your deep sleep and i get way better sleep whenever i whenever i take the delta eights before i go to bed um so yeah it's been helped super super helpful for me all right. So now let me ask you this. So now this is where I, I, I look at everybody and says, this is the whole point of, of, of why we want to build a recovery facility dealing with heal your mind, your body and your soul. Right now, you are completely firing on all levels. Basically, you're firing creatively. You're firing sleep wise, recovering. Your fitness is on point. You're taking 
all these great products, how does that change the way you look at business now? How does that relate to that? Has that created a bigger output, a, a better output, a more focused output? Yeah, dude, without a doubt, man, uh, 100%, a lot more focused, creative, and I just show up better. And the, and the reason why, dude, so before this year, dude, in January, the first time that we actually got to meet each other in person, um, in, uh, 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 I'm having a blank, what was, uh, okay, what cool. That's yeah. not a good. That, that's not a. That's not a good sales pitch. We're gonna. We're gonna cut that part out. And- <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you be cracking me up. Man. <laughs> You're in Pensacola, and uh, before this, though, right? I was, dude. I was like, if you looked up the definition, hustle culture or twenty four hustle twenty four seven, you'd see my picture right there in the dictionary, dude. Like I was working 16 to 18 hours a day consistently for almost six years at this point, since I got out of prison up until this point. And um, just grinding, man. I'm a grinder. I'm a go-getter, man. I get shit done. And um, and that's cool and all, but but I was sacrificing my health. I was sacrificing my relationships, um, sacrificing a peace of mind a lot of times. Uh, and so when I made that dramatic shift right after, uh, right after we met up in Pensacola, I went from 16 to 18 hour work days, six days a week, five to six days a week to 16 hour work weeks. And what's crazy is I show up, I'm, I'm working like a fraction of what I worked before. You know what I mean? But I, we grow, we're growing faster. We're getting more shit done. Uh, the reason why is because that, that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But number one, I'm showing up the best I can by taking care of my health, fitness, mind, body, and soul. Like I got all that stuff dialed in. Right. So I'm showing up the best version of me that I can possibly. And that's the number one factor in it. And also, you know, when I got less time, I got to be, I got to prioritize things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Less time, four hours in the day to, to do, to do work. I'm no longer doing the bullshit. I'm no longer doing the busy work that isn't moving me any step closer to the mission. I'm doing the most high leverage shit. That's going to move the needle the most. And I'm able to focus on that now and understand that, you know, with all with putting it all together. Yeah, that's 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 exactly. And I could see it in all your, your new your posts and everything. The cool thing about it is, like you said, when I met you in January, you had all these posts about business, business, business. Now, all of a sudden, you see family, you see hiking and you see the business. You're seeing the total person. And, and that's that's an amazing key. Zach, I'd like to thank you for coming on my show. But before we go, what I'd like you to do is. Listen, everybody, this guy helped me with my podcast. He helped me put it together. He has an amazing business. Give everybody the spiel you always give about yourself and your podcast and everything else of what you do and everything else, that little quick intro one-liner that you taught me to do about your business and let them know exactly what you do. So if they do want to start a podcast or want to reach out to you and figure out how to start a podcast, they have somewhere to go. Yeah, man, for sure. I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, so we help entrepreneurs build dominant brands with podcasts. If you ever need help, you know, doing that, uh, definitely check out underdogempowerment.com slash podcasting. Uh, it's all of our courses. Uh, there's four podcast marketing courses that shows you how to get your podcast launched, get it ranked on Apple, grow to thousands of downloads, interview big name guests, and uh, make some money doing it and doing it fairly quickly if you just implement it. Um, it's all those courses bundled together that we used to sell for 7400 We put them all together for 97 bucks. If you use promo code UNDERDOG, when you go to underdogempowerment.com slash podcasting, it'll knock it down to 47 
And if you just want to get to know me and hang out, go to underdogempowerment.com. I got the podcast there, Underdog Empowerment, and all my social media channels right there on the homepage. Hope to see you guys over there. And uh, Gary, man, thanks for having me on your show, man. It's been a blast. Dude, it's been a blast. I'm glad you finally came on. Only been busting your chops to come on for fucking, what, January, <laughs> February, March. You did it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. I'll put all those, those links in the show notes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. But you know what? Just be good because this is how good dudes grow. One of the best places to go is Podcast Powertrain. Right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material. If you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked, all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there. Also, if you're looking for a platform, not sure which platform to use to record your show on, Riverside FM is the one we use. You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for all listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but we'll get with you next week. You guys have a great week. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow.